Hello, and welcome to The Age Guide, Perspectives on the Aging Journey. We are here to be your personal age guide and enhance your quality of life on the road ahead. This series, Veterans Voices, will shine a light on the veterans and the services available to them through the Veterans Directed Care Program. This program allows the veterans to continue to live in their homes for as long as possible by receiving home and community-based services. We want to share the unique needs of the heroes in our community who fought for our country and the people who care for them. In this episode, we interviewed Jacob Zimmerman, who works for the Veterans Commission of Kane County. He works tirelessly to maximize benefits for more than 1,800 veterans in Kane County to ensure veterans are taken care of in a holistic manner. Let's listen in. Welcome, Jacob. I'm so happy to have you joining us today on the Age Guide podcast. We have been doing a series on veterans where we've been talking specifically about the program that Age Guide is involved with, which is the Veterans Directed Care Program. Um, but we know that you are involved with a number of additional resources and services that are available for veterans in the community that help them to be able to stay at home where they want to be as long as possible. And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that today and pick your brain about um, resources and strategies and tools that are out there um, that folks can access if they're looking for resources and needing some help staying at home. So I understand that you work for the Veterans Commission. What is your title there? I'm the superintendent of the Veterans Assistance Commission of Kane County. Okay, so you're in Kane County. Can you tell me a little bit about the Veterans Commission and what you do there? Sure. Veterans Assistance Commission of Kane County has been in existence since uh, 1935 or 1936. Um, our job uh, is simply to maximize the benefits of the 18,000 or so veterans that live in Kane County, as well as their survivors and dependents. So um, that keeps us quite busy, and uh, we uh, we really strive hard to do that. Uh, and we do that in a holistic manner, too. So working with partners like Age Guide uh, and some of our other uh, state, federal, and local partners, um, to if we can't address their issue directly, we do warm handoffs to our partners and uh, just try to take care of that veteran in a holistic manner and, and uh, make sure uh, that they're living a, a good quality life. That holistic piece is so important, isn't it? Because people probably have multiple different challenges going on. And there's, you know, some intersectionality of different things that they might be dealing with. And so you probably have to work with a lot of community partners. Yes, absolutely. That holistic piece can't be understated. I mean, that, uh, you know, oftentimes a veteran will come to you with uh, uh, one issue that's really pressing that they're they're looking at, but there's a, there's some other issues that are that are uh, under um, under that first layer, if you will, and uh, trying to get that taken care of become, before it becomes an acute issue as well. Um, I think uh, really our staff does a great job at that and it is really um you know, made an impact on the welfare of our veterans community here in Kane County. The prevention ahead of time is really key, isn't it? Absolutely. Cool. So what kinds of questions do you get most often if people are calling you? They may have just found you or they may be a regular caller, but what would you say is your most common inquiry? You know, it changes from time to time and it, uh, it varies based on, um, 
uh, for lack of a better term, the new programs that VA might be rolling out. Uh, our, our job, we're not VA. Uh, you know, we, um, for again, lack of a better term, we fight the VA or advocate for the veterans um, to, to get those VA benefits. So, um, you know, the most recent thing since August of last year has been the PACT Act. I don't know if you've heard that term, but there's a new uh, uh, comprehensive law uh, signed uh, signed into effect uh, in August of last year that expanded benefits going back to uh, the post-World War II era with some of our uh, atomic veterans and, and uh, cohorts of veterans that were exposed to radio radiological um, uh, issues and events that occurred uh, that were previously not recognized. It added some new conditions for our Vietnam veterans uh, that are really presumptive related, re presumptively related to exposure to herbicides, including Agent Orange. And then uh, what the one that everybody talks about that it probably had the biggest impact on was uh, the burn pit veterans. So veterans who have served since August 2nd of 1990 um, and uh, creating a, a cohort for them, if you will, and adding um, uh, a quite a comprehensive list of uh, conditions that are presumptively related to uh, the uh, ex toxic exposures that they incurred uh, while serving overseas, predominantly in the Middle East. Um, so that uh, that has been uh, a great deal, more than 50% of our work since August of last year. And what most veterans are calling about is, is in related to that PACT Act. The PACT Act basically broadened eligibility for services. So there's new services or resources available for people who fall within these specific category categories outlined in the bill. Exactly. Okay. All right. So you're trying to get the word out about this to folks, and then you're trying to connect people who are coming in for the first time with different resources and services because of this new, new bill that passed. Yeah, I won't even say the first time. I would say we have quite a few returning veterans as well that uh, may have been suffering from these illnesses uh, from burn pits mm -hmm. that we may have helped them on other issues uh, before. And now uh, that the VA didn't previously recognize their illness as being related to those toxic exposures, and now that they do, uh, they're coming back to get those benefits as well. So oh, a lot of times that's that's something that, um, you know, I, I don't think is talked enough about is we have um, certainly have veterans that are coming in for the first time getting benefits, but oftentimes our, our veterans and our clients end up being clients for, for the rest of their life. You know, as various things okay. change or their circumstances change, we might be helping them with their GI Bill and getting enrolled in VA healthcare when they get out of the service. Um, and then we might be helping them with an employment issue five years later, um, maybe establishing uh, veterans preference for employment for a government job. And then um, later on filing for disability benefits as some of those uh, toxic exposures have uh, taken their toll and, you know, cancers come up. Uh, and then uh, ultimately the, the difficult part of this job is now that you've had that established relationship sometimes longer than 10 years is you handle their death benefits too. And they're not just your client. Uh, um, and that becomes, uh, you know, emotionally impacting on, on our service officers. Oh, yes. It's, it's difficult and challenging to work with vulnerable people of any kind, but veterans in particular, that has to be hard on your, your folks who are the boots on the ground there. Um, and it's so it sounds like you guys are able to work with a broader spectrum of the veteran population than, say, the VAs do. I know the VAs have really specific requirements in order to be able to access their services. So would you say that any veteran who's looking for any kind of thing, any kind of service or support could give you a call and maybe be able to find some help? 
Yeah, certainly. Uh, we're, we're the no wrong door for veteran issues. So if it's not something we help directly with, we know who does. Um, and uh, oftentimes they may have gotten an answer previously uh, from another agency that may not have been a correct answer or um, mm -hmm. was uh, as well uh, researched and, uh, um, I guess, articulated to, to be able to qualify. So while somebody might have been turned uh, away at the VA and told they weren't eligible for something, that uh, oftentimes is not the correct answer, and there's, there's other ways to to, to get that uh, going. What I would say is that we do uh, we do look at Kane County residency. Um, we have veterans assistance commissions that surround uh, us uh, and all of the, the counties that surround us. So if you're from DeKalb or DuPage or Will, you know, we're gonna refer you to those those uh, veterans okay. assistance commissions if you live there. But if you're in Kane County, we're the, uh, we should be the first stop. Okay, great. Yeah, I was going to ask you because you're in Kane County and we serve the eight collar counties around Cook. Um, so we have folks, you know, in all the, all eight of the counties. So they, how would they get in touch with their Veterans Commission if they wanted to just look it up on the internet? Yeah, yeah sure. Actually, um, there's a great website. The Illinois Association of County Veterans Assistance Commissions uh, mm -hmm. has a website, I believe is veteransbenefitsillinois.org uh, or .com. Um, we can we can figure that out and get that. Uh, yeah, we can put that in the show notes yeah, for sure. And that has uh, an interactive map and list of uh, the Veterans Assistance Commissions across the state of Illinois. I believe uh, just about every county north of I-80 has a Veterans Assistance Commission. Certainly all of them in, in your catchment area in those taller counties okay. does have a Veterans Assistance Commission. Excellent. That's a really good resource. We'll be sure to put that in the show notes afterwards. So can you give me kind of a summary of, I mean, you've already outlined some of the types of assistance you do, but what other kinds of resources do you help with? Do you help with like housing, transportation, things like that? Yeah, you know, the the going back to the really the no wrong door approach. So if it's a veteran related issue, um, we're we're going to try to assist in some way with that. So while I would say 90 plus percent of our work has to do with filing applications for VA benefits, whether that be access to health care, GI Bill, disability benefits. Um, we also uh, help uh, work very closely with our Kane County Homeless Veteran Task Force. Um, to uh, address any homeless issue. Uh, we have a suicide prevention task force that we work with uh, to try to do outreach for that. Uh, we've started up uh, this summer a new program with uh, our partners at uh, the Kane County D Division of Transportation, uh, the Ride and Kane program. So now if you need, uh, if you live in Kane County and you need a ride to your VA medical appointment at uh, either the Aurora Clinic or the Hoffman Estates Clinic, the Aurora Vet Center or uh, Veterans Treatment Court, we can get you uh, free rides uh, for those. Um, so, so it's just a, a broad, uh, you know, instead of limiting it to, you know, what do we just do? I would say, you know, what don't we do? If, if, it, if it has the word veteran in it, you know, talk to us. And if we can't do it, we, we have partners that we work very closely with that can. Excellent. That's really helpful to know because I think um, people are always looking for, for resources and it's not easy to find them. It's such a complicated system. So if you can help folks navigate that system and figure out where to go, that's like you said, no wrong door and kind of a one-stop shop where they can make one phone call and find everything that they need. That sounds fabulous. And I'm sure folks will be excited to, to learn about these resources. Welcome to your Medicaid Minute. We are here with Val Guzman, our Benefit Access Specialist here at AgeGuide. Today we have a question from Wendell in Lake County. He wrote in, I got a letter in the mail about changes to my Medicaid benefits. Will my benefits be changing? I'm really worried about this. 
how do I figure out what this means for me? So there is a lot that's going on with Medicaid this year for everyone that's enrolled in Medicaid. Now, if you are enrolled in Medicaid, you should expect to receive mail or a letter soon about your benefits. Just so you have a quick overview for everyone else, Medicaid is a state-based health insurance program that provides services for people with low income and resources. And the letters you're receiving are most likely about a recertification process that normally happens every year for people enrolled in Medicaid. These recertifications were paused during the COVID-19 pandemic, but have started back up as of May 1st, 2023. For almost three years, these recertifications actually weren't required, mainly because the state and the federal government didn't want anyone to lose their Medicaid benefits. And the purpose of these letters and forms that you have to fill out is to confirm that you still qualify for Medicaid benefits. So it could be that, yes, your benefits are changing. And unfortunately, for some people, you will lose your Medicaid benefits because you no longer qualify. But that's why it's so important to turn in your recertification paperwork to be sure that your benefits continue if you do qualify. If you need help completing your recertification paperwork or if you have questions about how to fill it out, feel free to reach out to your local senior health insurance program or SHIP site and speak with a SHIP counselor. I'll be back on the podcast every month to address some of the important Medicare and Medicaid questions uh, that SHIP counselors help with. Would you be willing to share a story um, about someone that you helped recently just to kind of paint a picture of what the day-to-day life is at the Veterans Commission and what you what you do? Sure. You know, I actually have a few veterans that uh, in the last, I would say since November, that we've helped, um, um, you know, that have approached us for services related to that PACT Act, like we talked about before. That was uh, um, whether or not they qualify for benefits under the PACT Act. It was something that they... Uh, they saw out there and they said, you know, we need to call and explore more about this. So in having that conversation, although they may not have been eligible for PACT Act related benefits, we're screening them that giving them that holistic help, um, you know, for other benefits that they might be eligible for. So we ran across a veteran who, um, and this one was back in November, who, um, you know, had never used the VA for healthcare. Uh, between him and his family was buying a through the marketplace a health insurance plan that was over, I believe, $17,000 a year that was out of his pocket because he's self-employed to provide health care for him and his family. And then that only got him, uh, uh, you know, um, basically the plan. And I think that the next $6,000 that, you know, he incurred in that plan is out of his pocket as well. So, you know, he's looking at over $20,000 in medical expenses every year. And he had no idea because he had his ship had sailed into the uh, uh, Southwest Asia uh, theater of operations um, that he was eligible for to be enrolled in VA healthcare automatically. Uh, he had a Southwest Asia service medal. That was the, that's, that's one of the criteria medals that, that make you automatically eligible for VA healthcare. Um, but despite that, we submitted that application and the eligibility clerk at the VA made a mistake and said, no, he's not eligible. He didn't list his income, you know, which is there, there is an income requirement for some veterans who don't have one of those special qualifiers, but, you know, he had one of these special qualifiers. So it, it took some uh, advocacy, you know, uh, here, here's a chapter and verse uh, thing to the eligibility clerk and getting their, um, 
you know, chain of command uh, beyond that that facility all the way actually to to, to the national level uh, and getting that corrected. And we did that within a day or two of uh, the application being submitted and denied uh, and getting him enrolled. So and now he's saving uh, quite a bit of money on his health care, uh, getting a very affordable, um, you know, the uh, VA health care plan that he doesn't have to pay a monthly premium for, first of all, and the co-pays that he is responsible for are very reasonable. So um, that's that's just one one example uh, of many that uh, we've done to help help veterans in the area. That's a great story. So you guys are really doing advocacy at an individual level, helping to advocate for the veteran. And then you're also involved in some of these national policies like the PAC bill and trying to implement them on the grounds. So you're doing that level of policy as well. That's exciting. It is very, very exciting. It's a dynamic job, and uh, I wouldn't want to do anything else in the world. That's for sure. We sure are making an impact. Thank you so much for what you do. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time and talking with us today. And um, we will let you know when this podcast drops, and we'll give you a link to it if you want to share it out to folks. Um, that would be great. We'd love to share, and uh, thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to The Age Guide, Perspectives on the Aging Journey. We hope you learned something new on this podcast because we all have a stake in promoting a high quality of life for people on their aging journey. AgeGuide coordinates and administers many services for older adults in Northeastern Illinois. We serve DuPage, Grundy, Kane, Kankakee, Kendall, Lake, McHenry, and Will Counties. Our specially trained professionals are available to answer questions and connect you with local service providers and resources such as the Family Caregiver Support Program, which provides valuable resources for those who are giving unpaid care to adults 60 plus or to someone with Alzheimer's disease or a related disorder. The program includes caregiver resource centers, respite services, gap filling services, legal services, caregiver counseling centers, training and education resources, and support groups. If you are interested in these services or wanna learn more, go to our website at hguide.org. Call our offices at 630-293-5990. Please follow our podcast so when we post our monthly podcast, you are notified on your streaming account. Thank you, and we will see you next time on The Age Guide, Perspectives on the Aging Journey.